The content of this show is intended for beauty professionals and service providers. It contains industry info that clients might not want to hear, especially when it is about clients who behave badly. Pour yourself a cocktail and enjoy. Today's episode, I am interviewing a friend of mine who has insight into the beauty and wellness businesses. She is an established certified health coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and an esthetician who believes that anyone can learn to practice tools to live a healthier, happier, and more balanced life from the inside out. She has a YouTube channel with some yoga and meditations, and she's also a published author. You can find her book on Amazon. It's called How to Stress Less and Find Peace in Everyday Life. I love talking to Erin. She is the most calm, cool, and collected person that you could meet, and she is always willing to have a helping hand and provide some insight um, from a different perspective. So I hope you enjoy these three questions with Erin. My flag there. Okay, Erin. Welcome. Thank you. To our little podcast. Um, So you've been in the beauty industry, customer service industry for how many years? Almost 25. Oh, wow. Almost 25. Yeah. Okay customer service. Yeah. Yeah. So your experience in the beauty business and your experience in the yoga business, because being a solo owner is kind of what this podcast is geared towards. So that's what we want to focus on. Um, Are you doing, you're not doing yoga out and about anymore for anyone? Not right now. Not right now. No. I'm working on a new online program. Okay. But it's challenging it's challenging yeah i don't know i have ideas i'm not sure where to go with it gotcha it's kind of a work in progress okay gotcha and that market is so oversaturated well that's the thing is you know one of the things whether it's beauty or yoga or self-help or self-care there's so many first of all who do you believe Yep. (laughs) and you know who aligns with what you're looking for it's hard to get that personal service when you're on a platform. Yeah. So. And who's being real? And who's being real? Yeah, because I recently was on another platform, um, listening to somebody who does something like this podcast, but they have, you know, their courses that they're selling, and it was almost like they were bragging about how great everything they could do for you was, and I'm like, well, where's the people behind you saying that you're so great mm-hmm. and that you really know what you're talking about. It's it's rough because it, it is an oversaturated market. Yes. Yeah. And if you're the one standing on the mountain screaming how great you are, mm-hmm. that really says something. That really does say something. Yeah. The reputation precedes you. Mm-hmm. So what did you have a preference when you were in the beauty business versus the yoga business? Um, I think I didn't fit in with the beauty industry. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Um, just being more natural, not wearing a lot of makeup, um, 
sales is just not my thing. I think um, products should sell themselves. I think you need right. to talk about it. Um, educate people. Yeah. But, you know, if a pro- if I didn't carry a product that I thought somebody needed, I had no problem telling them where to go to get the product. That would be better for them. Right. And that's really frowned upon. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, I, I, I never believed in selling somebody something just to sell something. Right. The quota image of yeah. being in this business when you're working for other people. Yeah. You know, I always encourage the solo salon people who don't carry retail that even though we're competing with Amazon and Ulta, you should still have a bottle of what you use mm-hmm. for an impulsive client that needs it yeah. to sell. And if you don't sell it, you have a backup to use. Cause that's my other pet peeve about being solo salon owners is when they're like, oh, well I'm out of this and I'm out of that. How do you not know? Right, you know, you yeah. Yeah. You know. You know, so back yourself up but at the same time have it for yeah. for a client. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's something that's super important is to have like you have a lot of different things. Mhm. You know, but it's not oversaturating and it's not overwhelming to look at. Right. And each of them I use in some form of service. Yeah. So, it's not like it's somebody couldn't try it before they bought it. Right. Which I think is important in this business too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How many things have I bought? Because you use it on me and I'm like, I love this. Right. I must have this. So I buy it from you because it's right here. Exactly. And I want to support you. Yeah. So why wait? Why wait for it to come from Amazon and it might not even be a legit thing, Mm -hmm. which is the other problem. Oh my gosh. That kills me. Yeah. All the fakes. Yeah. So we're going to get into your three questions which I know the first one is difficult um, because you have been in various stages of different businesses. So what moment did you feel you had reached a level of success in business? Or did you feel you even reached like your peak, whether it was yoga or being an esthetician? Um, I think with yoga, when I could maintain decent sized classes or full classes mm-hmm. um, consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a following. Um, I think that, you know, as far as the books go, you know, that's hitting a level of success. Yeah. Um, I always viewed success differently, though. I always viewed it as more of the connections with people, the relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So if I had. 10 people in a class, but I had really strong relationships with them. To me, that was better than having 20 people that I didn't really know, just kind of breezing in and out. So I think, you know, um, earlier, you know, when I was first starting, um, and the same thing with aesthetics, you know, when my book got filled, you're like, yes, I'm busy. Yes. Yay. And then at the same time you're crying. I'm so busy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Finding that balance. But it's, but um, retaining your clients. Mm -hmm. I think once I, in, in both industries, I think once I retained consistency of, of clients, um, 
and had those relationships and had that loyalty and you know knew when their birthday was and knew what was going on in their life and just was with them through stages of life I think that to me was that's success to me yeah yeah having that personal connection that personal connection yeah I mean success is different for everybody and some people even though like I interviewed somebody who has a large platform and does seem very successful but she even felt that she had not reached success yet so from an outsider looking in like I would say oh they're so successful they're busy all the time they're here they're there but you don't always feel like you've hit success yeah, and it's, she might have a bigger goal. Right. You know, my I think my goal has always been just to help people in mm-hmm. whatever, whatever I was doing. You know, if I'm helping people, then I'm successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you make a difference in you one a, person. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So was there in your industries, because the beauty business and the self-care business is so similar Mm -hmm. in so many ways, Mm -hmm. good and bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there any specific thing in those industries that you thought was a common problem? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. From our experience together. Yes. And I think people... uh, yeah, I think people would be surprised how similar the industries are in a lot of ways. Um, it can be very superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of toxicity. Yes. I think that was, I think that's what um, surprised me the most. I, I was not mentally prepared for the level of toxicity mm-hmm. in the beauty industry. Um, yeah, how fake. It yeah, how yeah. fake. Um, I thought that if my skin looked beautiful, mm-hmm. um, that that was a good thing. That I didn't, if I didn't need a lot of makeup, that right. that would be a good thing. Um, but then I was kind of belittled for that. Right. You know, of you know being too natural. I'm like. If people see I don't need makeup because I'm not hiding my skin, that shows that I take good care of my skin, which means I know what I'm doing. Right. And I think, you know, that makeup is just hiding all the insecurity and all the flaws. But this trend lately of the celebrities taking no makeup selfies. Oh, that's such BS. And sometimes I'm like, whoa, (laughs) wow. The no makeup makeup look. The no makeup makeup look or the airbrushed no makeup pictures mm-hmm. or there have some that have been kind of raw and I'm like, you're very brave for yeah. showing all of that in People Magazine or wherever it's posted. Mm-hmm. And then I think, wow, they, I wonder what their skincare routine is. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just like nails hair color, it should be an enhancement of your natural beauty, but there's a lot of the fake. Hiding. Yeah, and I know a lot of people make a lot of great money looking fake, but at the end of the day, it only lasts for so long. Yeah. I'm too lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too lazy. Yeah. To do that. I don't have the time. Yeah, the time and the expense. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to take, I don't want to take that time. I'd rather do something else 
that's, I don't know, I enjoy viewing more than hiding, right. hiding myself. Um, I don't know, I, and I think just, yeah, like you said, you know, being you and being okay with being you, not trying to change your face shape and your eye shape and, right. you know, using, I, I know multiple people that use face tape. Really? That looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. And that, yeah, they hide it with their hair. I'm like, but what happens if it like snaps off? Right. <laughs> or you have a busy morning and yeah. you don't have time. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, she looks tired. Yeah, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with you? Are you feeling okay? I hate I hate that. How are you feeling? And I'm like, I didn't do eyeshadow today. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it does make my face look completely different. I know I look tired. I don't have my concealer right. on. Right. I've been tired for 15 yeah. years. <laughs> I'm a mother, okay? That's exactly. all I have to say. Exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. The fakeness of it and the toxicity, I have to agree. And it's one of those things that people in the beauty industry coming in now are not prepared for because I think with all the social media it's just escalated oh for sure yeah because there was no social media when we when started. we were started yeah yeah um, so there's good and there's bad right I mean you can look at certain things for inspiration and mm -hmm. to learn like we used to use magazines for right you know, different looks and, and things mm -hmm. for fun, but not, there's the unrealistic now. Right. And I think people coming into the, the industry now, I think they're fighting against this unrealistic image. Right. That they're never gonna be able to attain because mm -hmm. it's not real, but they don't realize that it's not real. Right, you know, one of the other people I interviewed she was saying when she got out of school it took her three hours to do pedicures and you just kind of learn along the way and now when I go into the professional pages these girls are like ready to throw in the towel and crying because their owners are like why can't you do this pedicure in an hour well teach them yeah train them show them how to do it you went through beauty school. I went through beauty school. We both know we got out and didn't know what the heck we were no. doing. That is like the so, starting point. But you don't yeah. realize that that's the starting point because nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that. And these Instagram nails that are photoshopped and airbrushed and taken with all these filters. And they're like, well, I did this in an hour and a half. And I'm looking at it going, that would take me four hours. There's no way you did it in an hour and a half. I wonder what it really looks like. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for right. sure. So, speaking of new beauty pros, anyone coming fresh out of school or fresh into the industry, do you have any advice for them? I think the number one thing is be yourself. Mm -hmm. Not because of the idea of, oh, you know, be yourself because everybody else is taken. I think just be yourself because if you're a phony, mm -hmm. it's gonna catch up with you. If you're, if it's an act, you can only hold up an act for so long, but I think if you're genuinely yourself, mm -hmm. good, bad, and indifferent, you know, people will respond to that authenticity. Right. You know, being a human who makes mistakes and has bad days and has good days, I think is normal. Mm -hmm. Not that you should make, you know, ever make your time with a client about you, 
Right. But, you know, being relatable, being real. Yeah. With people, I think that that's, that's a gift that you don't realize until, you know, you're in the field for a while mm-hmm. and you realize that, you know, you have relationships with people because you know each other. Right. You know, I can share numerous stories um, from the yoga industry. Obviously, I've been in that longer um, of teachers that are one way on the mat in front of the class and a totally different person behind yeah, outside. And when you see them outside of the, you know, the yoga room and you realize that there's somebody totally different, it's, it's shocking. And it's, it makes you feel like you're lied to. Right. And then you don't trust them anymore and then you're not going to go back to them. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to have a little slice of humble pie, if you will, and just realize that they don't know what people are going through outside of their little bubble. Whether you're the one providing the service or whether you're the one coming in for the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of client shaming that goes on on oh, social media. So much. And I always just think, as a client, would I continue to go to that person after they've posted all these videos about how bad their clients are? I wouldn't want to go back there. Yeah. And, I think, and it's yeah. one thing to set boundaries, but it's another thing to, like, literally do a video making fun of clients. Yeah, I think I think that's such poor taste. Yeah, it's so tacky. Obviously, I don't have a huge following on social media just because I don't put in the time. Right. Um, and and I, I don't say this as a bad thing, but I just really don't care. Right. I, it's just not. That's just not where my focus is. It's a relationship business, um, yeah. and so you need people in your community. Yeah, yeah. To come I, in versus people from other states watching what you're doing. Right. You on know. social media. Right. And, you know, I think it's, you know, when you're on social media and you're, and you're talking smack about somebody, even if you're not saying their name, but if you're telling a story, that, and that person sees it, they're going to know. Yeah, who You're it talking is. talking about them. And, you know, I can tell you from having experiences in person where, you know, I've left someplace, but I'm actually not that far out the door and somebody has said something, you know, unkind. It, mm-hmm. It's hurtful. And I wouldn't go back to that person. And it's, you know. Yeah. It, I think it's worse if something's on social media. I, and I think people don't think about the other person seeing it. Right. You know, it's just easy to shoot your mouth off and forget that there's another person on the other side of that. Right. And whether that person ever sees it, mm-hmm. you don't know, but yeah, it's, it's going to affect other people. It's just like the toxic comments, like the people that just troll people. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't understand it. Like, yeah. what do you, especially if they've never met you. Mm-hmm. What do you have against this person? What is your, why are you insecure about whatever they're talking about? Right. So. When I first started my YouTube page, um, and kind of promoting it, you know, when COVID first hit and, and I really just did it for, for my clients that Mm -hmm. could no longer physically come to classes and everything had shifted online and, you know, they weren't 
you know, instead of paying to take classes with me, they were just, they just weren't showing up. So I was like, well, let me try YouTube. And I already had a channel. I just literally had nothing on it. Right. So I started posting stuff on that. And the first video that I had posted, it, you know, some stranger man went on and made a really just gross sexual comment nice. about my yoga for stress management class which is like a super peaceful just very right. loving gentle class and I turned off the comments yeah you know because I was like number one it's not that I don't want feedback I don't want that kind of feedback right and I wouldn't want my mother reading that comment or right. my daughter reading that comment or right you know that why yeah, and there's going to be those people. Oh yeah, you know I get so I I don't do much on TikTok anymore because I think people really troll a lot more on TikTok I've than anything that. else. Um, but my favorite comment, and it's on every video I've ever shown my face, is "Why do you look like such a Karen?" <laughs> and I'm like, Are you "What serious? does a Karen? Oh, yeah, what does a Karen? Is it because I'm white, middle-aged, overweight with blonde hair?" <laughs> I'm like, "What does okay. a Karen look like?" <laughs> You're not overweight. I mean, yes, you are white. You do have blonde hair. And we are middle-aged. We are middle-aged, I, I hate yeah. to say that, but we are. <laughs> but it just makes me laugh every time. And I'm just like, ha-ha. So that's all I comment back. And I'm like, what is your problem? I'm trying to educate. But you're a Karen. Because... But I'm a Karen because you just looked at, you didn't listen to the words coming out of my mouth. Right. Yeah. And it's funny. It cracks me up. My kids think it's hilarious. Yeah. My cousin's name is Karen, but it's spelled with a C. And, right. you know, she, she always says, why, why Karen? I have no why? idea. Like, where did this start from? Karen and Kevin's. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. But I, I know back in the day, this shows how old I am. Yeah. You know, the word, the name Becky. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 They it's all have true. their connotations. And you're like, why Becky? I don't know. Why not Jennifer? We had a million Jennifers. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. true. And I'm sure there was something else before that. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's always been something. So crazy. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm Love glad it. you could come in and talk a little bit about, you know, our ugly beauty business that we got going on here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sharing experiences and trying to emphasize to people, you've got to talk to people one-on-one -on -one. Yeah. and make, it's, make that relationship super huge. Yeah. And if you invest in people, yeah, people will invest in you. Absolutely. And I know you asked about the elevator pitch. Yes. Do you have an, I know you're not in the business at the moment, right. but did you have an elevator pitch? No. Okay. But I did want to share a piece of advice. Okay. Talk to people. Yes. Just talk to people. Mm -hmm. Your checkout person at the grocery store, mm -hmm. you know, just random people, just, you know, just talk to people because mm -hmm. it's amazing when you actually connect to a person mm -hmm. and just start chatting. You might be surprised that they'll end up being a client yeah. just by simply being yourself and talking to them. Yeah. And being genuine. Being genuine. Absolutely. Yeah. Just be real. Perfect. Thanks, Erin. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you for spending time with me today at the Solo Salon Owner Podcast. This content is for continuing education purposes, and I do recommend any financial decisions or legal decisions should be consulted with the proper professionals. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, you can at the link below, or you can contact me and get a free consultation at solosalonowner.com or follow me on Instagram at solosalonowner. Please rate and leave a five-star review on Spotify or Google Podcasts. I look forward to talking with you soon.